0: The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Beautiful Tuesday here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, we have in studio Maurice Patton to my left. I'm Chris Yao. JP playing on the controls. WKOM 1017 FM bringing you the best in local sports talk. Also the only local local sports sports
1: talk. talk. But hey who's judging semantics my friend
0: <laughs> that being said we can start with some local sports talk you know before we do that obviously though we have to ask every day mo
2: how are you i'm good i'm good um it's uh, as we were saying off air before we got in here it's it's been a it's been a tuesday it already is the as tuesday ever
0: <laughs> the Monday is tuesday ever but it is a beautiful day outside <clears throat> and you know what's even more beautiful when you can walk into the studio after america's team goes up 1-0 in the nlcs and you get to talk trash at least for one day to to your friends who might be la dodgers fans and who may also be listening to this show
2: at any you're, point you're unenlightened friends <sighs> Something
0: like that. Yeah,
2: yeah, they'll figure it out. Yeah, you know. Obviously, we're
0: going to talk more about that. Oh yeah, there there will be lots of talk about that in the second hour. We've got a great show for you today, man. We have obviously on Tuesday, every Tuesday we bring in our friends from the Williamson Herald. We'll have Charles Pulliam today. That'll be in just a few minutes, so make sure to stick around for that. And, and Williamson County high school sports. Also, in the second hour, we will bring in Columbia State head basketball coach Winston Neal to talk about what his team is doing and what they should be doing or would normally be doing at this time, and And what they're not doing, and probably talk a little bit about how disappointing, you know, the end of last season was for them, of course. And then it's Top Five Tuesday, and Top Five today is one of my favorites it's comedians so our top five comedians will be at the end of the show so you're definitely gonna want to stick around for all of that yesterday we talked a little bit about the t w s w a and their enrollment numbers they released those yesterday or friday mm-hmm. and we like i said we talked about that um mo when we got off the air we found a a spreadsheet
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah that that kinda showed generalities on where some teams may end up as far as classification goes mm-hmm. and I, i'm really curious to see how how it plays out Be- because we know of a couple of schools that could be merging, which would take two of the three schools out. Um, we also know that one of, uh, at least three of the schools that they left in that spreadsheet are private schools. But that being said, it really didn't make much of a difference, maybe one or two on the edges. Our team seem to be just about where they're going to be, barring any playing up opportunities
2: yeah you know first of all credit to um Caleb Olive an assistant coach down at Tullahoma High School and the son of if that name sounds familiar son of Tullahoma football coach John Olive who um who put that spreadsheet together that we kind of cribbed off of yesterday after we got off the show um like you said he um he put in all of the schools enrollment numbers he also put in um their mid-cycle numbers from last year, just as a point of comparison, which I thought was good information to have right there in the same place. But um, you know, if you're going six classes for football, there were about two hundred ninety-seven, three hundred schools on the list. Like you said, we found at least three um, Division two schools in there. But you're talking about right at three hundred. Um, division one schools and so for six classes that's pretty simple math just 50 50 50 50 and um once you find your break points you can kind of figure out who's going to be where and what it looked like from what we quickly viewed on that spreadsheet the region for columbia central Looked like it would have some combination of Central, Page, um, Nolansville, Franklin County, Lincoln County, Tullahoma, and Spring Hill. That's right. It appears
0: that Spring Hill and Columbia Central will both be 5A mm-hmm. as the next enrollment cycle rolls around and... Spring Hill moving up to five eight is well it's something
2: it's it's definitely something I don't know that it was something that they expected, but it's um it's definitely something and it's gonna be um you know worth keeping an eye on um and and i don't I don't think there's gonna be much of any way that they and central would not be in the same region, which makes a lot more sense actually than than the non-football district set up as currently constructed that has central with um some of the other southern middle tennessee mm-hmm. programs and with spring hill playing into williamson county in fact spring hill requested at the midpoint of this current four class uh four year classification cycle to move to 8AAA, and um, that request was denied by the TWSWA Board of Control just because um, they typically don't move people or move schools unless they are moving up or down in classifications. They don't typically change regions or districts during that um, mid-cycle classification review. So... But it looks like it looks like the Lions and Raiders that backyard bowl, going mm. forward, could be for postseason positioning on top of everything else.
0: Yeah, and and they're not the only team that's moving up <laughs> because there's uh, we definitely know that Mount Pleasant is moving up into two A. All right, but it also looks like, and this is. This is the only team that's kind of in that limbo area. It's Richland. Could also be 2A, which would really be interesting in that region because you've got to have, obviously, Richland, Summertown, Mount Pleasant have all have to be in the same region, I I would assume. Mm -hmm. You've got Lewis County, who's also in that region. Forest, of course. After that, it gets a little interesting so
2: yeah um it'll be you know with with the um with that region as currently constructed um you've also got eagleville forest community and not necessarily knowing where they are going to fall or or
0: well loretto could fall to 1a from what we're seeing here
2: so yeah it's all going to kind of depend on what the break points are and then um who decides to move up or that kind of thing. But yeah, again, as as we said yesterday when we were discussing this, this is gonna be a topic pretty much up until those districts and regions are set for the twenty one, twenty two and twenty two, twenty three classification cycle, which um they are only going two years this year. They typically go four years, right? But you know, because of the COVID concerns and and the the fluidity of this, the decision was made to just go with a two-year cycle this year and then come back and set the four-year cycle in about a year and a half, I guess, basically. Right.
0: And in addition to Mount Pleasant moving up, it looks like Summit will now be 6A as well, bringing them into that Williamson County 6A region, along with Independence, Franklin, Brentwood, Ravenwood, and the well everybody other than Page and Fairview, right? And Page maybe. Well, and Nolan'sville. Nolan'sville sure. will be 5A. Yeah, that's right. Nolan'sville and Page will be 5A. Uh, but it's 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 gonna be crazy. Uh, it, next football season will be wild, folks. Yeah. Uh, it will be much different than what you've been used to seeing.
2: And, and again, everything else, you know, baseball, softball, basketball, will go to four classes beginning with and that's the 21-22 uh, school year. And we didn't really look as hard at that, but that's going to be certainly a topic of discussion as well. You know, do Columbia and Spring Hill – Wind up in the same district for basketball as well, um, it, it, you know. Mm-hmm. If 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 Mount Pleasant is double A, where do they wind up? So I'm telling you, you know, you could see you know Mount Pleasant, and Giles County in that bunch, or something like that. You know, Giles, Marshall, Mount Pleasant, that would be different.
0: What are your thoughts out there? In Radio Land, if you have thoughts, you can give us a call or shoot us a text at 931-381-1017. That's 931-381-1017. Are we on the website right now?
1: Not yet. Uh, we were getting prepared for uh, for a guest upcoming, but uh, that gotcha. is something that is uh, coming up soon. That's really exciting. That, uh, yep.
0: You could see some video either, uh, well, potentially on both the WKOM radio website as well as our Facebook live page and much more. So lots of ways to interact with the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. Interact with us on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports or at MoPatton underscore sports. I'm at Chris Yao14. Of course all of our coverage of sports can be found on SM TN com make sure to check that out and subscribe for absolutely free. You can get every story we write directly to your inbox and it costs you nothing before we get out and uh, get into Charles Pulliam want to give a quick update on last night's soccer results as seasons ended for three of our teams actually all three of our teams that played yesterday their seasons ended centennial a 3-2 winner over independence with ava de stefano put in a penalty kick into the back of the net with 37 seconds remaining to win 3-2 for the lady cougars over independence ending the eagles season Ravenwood defeated Summit 9-0 and in Division 2A Middle Region 2nd round, Good Pasture 10, Columbia Academy 1. So that ends the Lady Dog season as well. So
2: those are your results. And we got a full slate of activity in both volleyball and um, some cross country this evening that we will get to you later on in the hour. Yeah, really excited about that.
0: Stay tuned on the other side of the break. Charles Pullion from the Williamson Herald will be on to talk about those volleyball, soccer, and we got several Williamson County and area matchups to talk about in football. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Hey, folks. Back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by the Tennessee Bone and Joint. It is four minutes to the bottom of the hour, just about there. We've got a ton of sports to talk about locally, especially in our northern listening area with our friends over at the williamson herald last week we we had joe williams this week we get the expert and we're really excited about that as we bring in charles pulliam multimedia journalist extraordinaire
2: welcome in
3: hey guys how you doing
2: doing well how about you charles
3: well just uh trying to map out my day currently we got uh, we got a lot happening
2: (laughs) there is a lot happening um did you get out at all yesterday
3: no yesterday was a a nice nice home one for me because uh it was if i was going to go somewhere it was probably going to be that centennial Indy soccer match and uh unfortunately i missed a good one there
2: (laughs) sounds like um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As as we referred to in the last segment, Ava Distefano with the um, the PK with thirty seven seconds to go for the win there for um, the Lady Cougars and a bit of an upset.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. And that's we've seen some good good things from that Centennial team all year. But uh, I really thought this was uh, Indy that was going to find a way to uh, you know sneak into this regional here a little bit, but because uh, they had a great start. But Brentwood and Ravenwood surging here. Franklin obviously took the title in the regular season, so they get that first uh, first seed into the regional tournament and just one up for grabs now, and Centennial's going to get a chance.
0: Yeah, that's exactly – you know, we were actually talking about going to that match, but we, we were a little concerned about rain. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, we might be able to help you uh, – plan out your day uh when we get off the air don't don't hang up and we'll uh yeah we might be able to help you go that route yeah Yeah. um let's talk a little bit about that volleyball tournament that is set for Brentwood today because we already know that Brentwood and Summit have played twice Brentwood has won both times but it's been pretty good uh they both were pretty good matches so we
3: expect that to see that one one more time today, right? That's kind of what I'm I'm planning on as well. And it's really just kind of come down to that the dominance of the district there. It's been one two from that district into the region for, gosh, I want to say, maybe nine years in a row. And you know that's nothing to discredit the the programs there, like a Hillsborough and Dixon County places like that. But this is just. The elite of the elite come out of District 12 with Brentwood, obviously, and it's been Ravenwood for about four years in a row. And then you toss in this summit team that overcoming a lot of uh, a lot of missing players, a couple of injuries late. And they found a way into the regional for the first time in school history. So really, really excited to see a potential matchup there for the region title and at the same time, it might be the first time where both teams are about as close to full strength as we've seen them. So uh, I know the last one that kind of closed out the the regular season there at the end of the month, Summit was missing, I want to say, four starters. So not quite the battle we had in the first one. And in the first meeting, a five-set win, I think Summit, uh well, actually it was great one that was missing yeah. uh, Shea Eggleston. So <laughs> there's uh should be should be neat to see if we get everybody on the floor.
2: You know, Charles, you mentioned Summit getting to this point for the first time. Um, as they play against a Dixon County team that is not, you know, this isn't a foreign concept for them, but do you think the big stage has any effect on the Lady Spartans here this uh this evening?
3: You know, I really don't think so. This is kind of a veteran team. I remember the first time I watched them play was I think at Franklin way back in august now and then you know this is a group of girls that have been playing together for two to three years now um and they just there's this this feeling of you know this is something they wanted to a- accomplish all season they kind of got that right from the start and that's why they ended up finishing number two in the district obviously a great match against Brentwood early um couldn't really do much with so many players out but again if they're uh you know i, I was trying to talk to warren Riker. This morning, I wasn't able to get a hold of him. I know we got a lot of school stuff going on, but I want to know who's actually playing, uh, if he's going to be at full strength. I know Destiny Cherry, for example, was battling a pretty severe foot injury, so I'm not sure if she's in. Just like a lot of little unknowns there. I don't think the stage is too big for him at all, though.
2: You know, don't you hate it when these coaches have to teach? <laughs>
3: Right, come on, you know yeah. you got to help us journalists out. We got lots of questions we need answering help, all the time. Help us, and, help <laughs> you,
0: and we need them answered at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Come on.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're you're right, and it's so funny because when you when you go back and you look at this summit team, this this volleyball team, without Destiny Cherry, they're a completely different team, but with even if she doesn't play today we we expect that this team will will be in a position to get to the next round and even potentially to that sub state
3: exactly, exactly and that's just kind of what they've been built for here i mean, you know, a big senior class, big junior class as well. Uh, I feel like I've been watching that setter Riley Goliath, for Um, Several years If not more They got some great hitters Rebecca Frey Emily Jordan Girls like that That can definitely step Into the uh, You know And be Be key contributors At the net Uh, Isabel Mason Another one You know They have a lot of size Even without Destiny Cherry That Butler commit But uh, Still it just kind of Comes down to uh, Taking care of business I know Dixon County Is one of those teams That Sure would like to Shake this uh, Regional up And, uh, they had a good win against Hillsborough and Hillsborough is always tough as well. But when you have a full strength, full strength Brentwood team playing for coach Campbell as well, you know, there's just, there's a lot to overcome there.
2: So as you said, Charles, when we're, we're visiting with, um, Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald, as you said, um, pretty full slate today in both volleyball and soccer looking down into the latter part of the week, um, pretty full slate of football games as well as we come out of fall break um what is the game that you guys have got your eyes on up there for friday night
3: well obviously you got to go to the county's oldest rivalry and do uh, franklin at brentwood in a big regional uh region 66a matchup that one's the circled one for sure in uh, in williamson county um franklin at brentwood i mean anytime You have a great regional matchup in that region. It's it's a great matchup, but uh, this is this is one of those rivalry ones. Franklin coming off a that uh, coming out of a bye week, but obviously they beat Centennial on the second, and that was kind of we've seen that game kind of determine that uh, final playoff spot a couple years in a row now. But Franklin. You know, they got that big offensive line coming in. They're gonna be taking on a Brentwood team that beat Dixon County, kinda of getting back on track after that tough outing against Oakland. But that's kinda of my my bread and butter game for sure on Friday.
2: Uh, you you talked about Dixon County. They um they and Independence meet up in another big six six uh, A game and yeah. I think that's going to be an interesting matchup for the for the fact that Dixon County Coach Greg Burns spent a lot of time around that Independence program as an assistant coach. I I don't think, I don't know that the outcome is in question, but I I just think that's an intriguing matchup
3: yeah yeah anytime we bring in that that familiar face back to a new spot that always adds like a, a neat little storyline for it for sure and then you guys think indy for the same time this is going to be their first game since that hendersonville win and that's and it seems like september 25th is even further away than it really is but that's uh this is a big opportunity to try to get back on track again indy and brentwood are the two teams in the region without a loss so uh when it comes to that realm, you try to try to try to get a big win there for sure, and get back on track, kind of get the guys revitalized. It's been a long time since they've been on the field.
2: Yeah, and we kind of saw that last week with Summit going down to Dixon County. They had played one game Franklin in the pre. County. I'm sorry, Franklin <laughs> County. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. He knew what I meant. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, Chris and I have talked a lot about rest versus rust in this COVID-riddled season, and Summit goes down to Franklin County and turns it over a couple of times early on, you know, would you, would you expect, especially as much as the ball is in Jackson Campbell's hands to, you know, possibly see a little rust early on, on the part of the Eagles.
3: Yeah, I think so. And that's, I mean, I, that's exactly what I was going into. I was going to feel the same approach for a page team that's going to be hosting Columbia as well. Another mm-hmm. big game there, but, you know, seeing what Summit did there and the turnovers, uh, you know, for a 33-9 win at Franklin County and, you know, really dominating possession and everything to still cough up a few turnovers. I think that just shows how, you know, you, you, uh, you have to shake off that rust multiple times here. Normally late in the season here, we might be battling a couple injuries or something like that but instead it's teams that are having to like almost regroup and refine that groove. Fortunately for a team like summit, they, it doesn't take long for that. Plus they get back, uh, back the Wade brother there and Keaton coming, coming back. It was neat to see him coming in, gifted that, uh, touchdown there as well. I mean, when you got both of those guys powering through, that'll be, that'll be interesting. But you know, back to that independence game, I think, uh, I know coach plays just happy to have those boys back on the field and, uh, against Dixon County, it's one of those games that might help ease the boys in a Mm -hmm. little more.
0: Yeah. I think, I think you're definitely right about that. And that's what one thing I was going to mention was it, it was kind of, I guess, fortuitous for summit to come back to a Franklin County team. That's not quite as talented as they are the same for independence this week against Dixon. Have you heard any, um, any absolute for sure changes to that independence Brentwood, will we see that matchup?
3: So that's uh, in terms of finding that, that date and finding that time. um, Part of my trip tonight, I was going to go to Brentwood for the volleyball matchup and I was going to be in the year of uh, the athletic (laughs) director there, Joe Blair. Because uh, that's that's the date that I want to know what that plan is, how's that working, where we are. So I don't have any of the latest from that at all, but that's definitely one on high on my list.
2: I think you almost gotta feel like it's going to be next Friday night, and that Indy is going to, um, unfortunately, you know, for lack of a better term, drop Pearl Cone to play that region game against Brentwood.
3: Yeah, and that's just kind of what makes sense, but. It it is one of those things where I mean the region games take precedent and uh, you know, it I would have loved to see that Pearl Cone game. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and I know there's a reason why when you look at the original scheduling, there's a reason why Pearl Cone was there. That's a tough team to play against mm-hmm. and uh a play at actually as well. So um, that's the natural slot there. They're on October 23rd, and I believe that was even discussed right from the start. And I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of that. If there's any flexibility in any schedule for our area region teams, um, that region game just has to take precedent and you, you do the substitution there.
0: Yeah, ideally, we would see Pearl Cone travel to Summit next week as Summit has a bye week, and, of course, they – they they missed a couple of. They've weeks. already missed two. They've already missed two games with Overton mm-hmm. and Page, so they could certainly use a little bit of a tune up and a test.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. that would be
0: a lot of fun. It would be. And can you imagine though? That would be a really bad week for us. Brentwood, <laughs> Indy, Summit, Pearl, Cone. You know, it, it would just it would be a a massive week for for all of us in on this telephone yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: it would, and I can I can tell you the rest of that schedule because I just jotted it down. Um, Stratford's at Central, um, uh-huh. Mount Pleasant's at Eagleville, Spring Hills at BGA, Lawrence County's at Summertown, so. That there's a lot of good matchups in this area. That that summit, Pearl cone game were it to come about, would just kind of add to that and really stretch sm tnsportscom really thin.
0: I will say this though, when when we when we sp- we tried to, I floated the idea to Brian Coleman two weeks ago. Maurice floated it to him last, last night. night, and he hasn't responded <laughs> no, to either no. one of us on that one.
3: So it sounds like I'm going to have to float this uh, tomorrow.
0: Hey, whatever it we'll takes, it, man. Let's we'll keep it going.
3: Wear Just it down.
2: It. Wear them down. Yeah. yeah Body blows. I- <laughs>
3: I don't know. I think I feel like we should just be allowed to to set a schedule every now and then. I mean, you, we can pick some great matchups here.
2: You know, Charles, you've been in this area for a while. You've probably heard of Chuck Ross, the the legendary Lipscomb University fan. And Chuck once canceled a baseball game. Um, <laughs> Lipscomb was supposed to play Lincoln Memorial. And it rained something down here, something fierce, and he just called up there and told them, "Hey, there's no game today." And so um, Lipscomb's sitting there, they're warming up, they're waiting, they're waiting. Nobody shows up. They call up to Lincoln Memorial, "Hey, where y'all at?" "Oh, we were told the game was canceled." So, so if Chuck can cancel a game, can we make one? We should be able to schedule a game. So I've I've got Tony Brunetti's number.
3: <laughs> we didn't make it. There out. we go. Now I think now we're talking. That's right. Um we, we, we just got to hook them up. Maybe we could uh even get a Zoom session going. We could
2: just do a com- then, do a conference yeah. call and put them together. Tony, Brian, Brian, Tony talk hey, amongst, figure be, it out. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. We'll be over here in the corner. <laughs> yeah. By the way, what are you guys doing, uh, you know, October 23rd? I understand there might be an opportunity there. (laughs) And, hey, if you guys want to help our scheduling out, why don't you make it a Thursday game? That'd be cool. Hello. (laughs) Hey!
0: Imagine the the gate you could have with half your people there.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, (laughs) you know, you'll be the game in town. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh hashtag only game in town there you go charles pulling with uh, williamson herald real real quick charles i want to ask you about this page team because we, we've talked about it and, and they have central coming up but region 55a is wide open right now in that three and four seed because page lincoln county central franklin county page has still got central lincoln and franklin county left they uh-huh. could potentially play their way into that third spot pretty easily but with a central win things get wild if page can get a win in either of the next two weeks it just it, it, what are you seeing out of that page team that uh, that, that central fans should be concerned with
3: well, I saw a lot of good stuff going back to that last game. Page was able to play. I mean, that was they finally got some offensive rolling. They beat Giles County on the twenty fifth, thirty six to ten. And you know Giles isn't having the best of years here as well. But at the same time, another tough opponent there. in Page mm-hmm. they ran Central there. out of out of Giles County pretty fast, <laughs> forty two to yeah. thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
2: Um, for those that are into comparing scores. <laughs> it, it gets yeah. kind of simple there, but I don't know that it is that simple. <laughs> this this is a young page team.
3: Exactly, and that's where seeing them be able to move the ball the way they want and actually, you know, finding the end zone there a couple of times. I mean, that quarterback of theirs, he's a young fellow, but he comes from a football family. <laughs> McNamara is uh, one of those names that uh, we'll see quite a bit of, you know, on Saturdays as well. And for Jake to, you know, at that game, I want to say he had four touchdowns in that, but really running the ball more than anything, three rushing touchdowns. He uh, threw another one as well in that 36-10 win. As long as he's rolling and, you know, they play turnover-free football, they have a pretty big chance, like you said, just kind of jump in there. I know these, uh, they, they host Columbia and then they host Lincoln County before going on the road to Franklin County, I think, so. Three big region games there, two of them at home, so that's another advantage, I think, for the the, the Page Patriots.
0: Charles, thanks for joining us, man. It's been a fantastic Tuesday. You have you have brightened Tuesday. It was the Monday's <laughs> Tuesday ever. But we appreciate your time and obviously everything that you do. Make sure tell tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and fr- everywhere else. Elsewhere.
3: Yes. Well, that's uh, on Twitter. I'm at uh, at CS Pulliam. Uh, That's P-U-L-L-I-A-M. And uh, always trying to keep tabs on everything. Obviously, very busy today with lots of volleyball, lots of soccer. I'm trying to figure out where I could uh, send out all my helpers to try to get as much coverage as we can, because even dipping into the Division Two area there with, you know, Battleground Academy Christ Presbyterian Academy. We got a lot of soccer going on as well. So just a busy early week here. I think I'm going to be camped out at Brentwood for uh, both a soccer match and three volleyball games tonight. So uh, a lot to be happening there. But CS Pulliam on Twitter at WH Sports as well. And of course, you know, the partner in crime there, Joe Williams. Joe's always available as well. Joe underscore T underscore williams is his and uh you know once i get him get him out here more early in the week i think i think it'll work out better (laughs) where
2: are you you getting him out to tonight
3: oh he's not going anywhere come on (laughs) i think he's just a friday guy right now Mm. but um i'll I'll keep pestering him
2: (laughs) there you go yeah him and brian coleman
3: yeah well there we go there we go my phone calls (laughs) got my phone calls to be making here All right, you got well, Tony, right? I do have Tony. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna get put that him, to you.
0: We're gonna put him put him on the line.
3: <laughs> yeah, let's just put him on the spot. And yep. again, you know, if we're doing it, why not just do it a Thursday on Thursday? Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, hook that up, Charles.
3: We'll All get right. to work, guys.
0: All right, man. Thank you, Charles Pulliam, yeah. Williamson Herald. Every Tuesday, we have the Williamson Herald on the line. We appreciate the work that Charles Pulliam and Joe Williams do over there. When we come back, we've got a full slate of action tonight that we want to help you find. So schedule on the other side of this break on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn and Joint. Eight minutes to the top of the hour, and we have a full slate of high school sports to talk about tonight. Really excited because we have, well, we have plenty of local sports, including the District 8 AAA soccer play-in game between Lincoln County at Columbia Central. That's at 630 tonight. The District 11 AA soccer quarterfinal is Spring Hill at Page. That's at 6
2: p.m. And then we've got um the District 12 AAA soccer semifinals that with um with Summits lost to Ravenwood, we don't necessarily have a quote local team in that, but Centennial, which defeated Independence last night goes to top seed Franklin at six o'clock Ravenwood and Brentwood will play at the lady Bruins place at six o'clock as well in volleyball. As we were just talking about Hillsboro
0: and Brentwood at four 30 summit and Dixon County at 6 PM. That's those are both at Brentwood in the region six triple a volleyball tournament. The championship of that is at seven 30 the winner and runner up will both advance to the sub state
2: with a chance to go to the state tournament And in Region 6A, Summertown gets on the bus, takes the long drive over to Liberty Tech in Jackson. They will play Scotts Hill in the second semifinal over there at 6 o'clock. That game will be preceded by Loretto and Madison Academic Magnet School of Jackson at 5. That championship will be at 7, again, at Liberty Tech. So if you're headed that way, you might want to be packing up right about now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How did how did that even happen? Like, I don't know how that happens.
2: Well, I mean, it's I'm not sure how many volleyball playing schools there are between here and there. When you start looking
0: at it, in in, in 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 Class A, yeah, not very many. So there you go. So on the way in today. We find out about a pretty big cross-country meet over at Ring Farm.
2: Yeah, um, Brady Brady Henson over at CA looking out for us, the, um, the veteran uh, cross-country coach over at Columbia Academy. They put together a, a nice little lineup for a cross-country meet this evening. Um, high school boys will run at 415 with the girls to run at 445. Local teams involved in that event will include Agathos Classical, the host Bulldogs, Columbia Central, Town, Zion Christian. Also coming in are Brentwood Academy, Cornersville, Donaldson Christian Academy, Forrest, Humefog, Lawrence County, Lewis County, Lipscomb Academy, Marshall County, and Saint Cecilia as um as these teams get ready to make their final push toward postseason. Competition. So pretty big meet over at Ring Farm. Again, the high school boys race will be at 4.15 with the high school girls 5K starting around 445.
0: One thing we do want to mention though is that Connor Henson will not be running for the Bulldogs at Columbia Academy as he is training right now for the the postseason. And I'll tell you. If, if anybody in this area has a chance to win a state
2: championship in cross country, it's it's that young man. Hey, yeah, I mean, we saw what he did out at Ring Farm a few weeks ago in the Murray County Championship. sub 16. Yeah, yeah. So, um, looking for some big things out of him in this postseason, and they are kind of tapering in that direction, I guess. So, um, he will not be running, but still. Plenty of great cross country competition at yes. Ring Farm this this afternoon. afternoon. Yeah, yeah, you
0: can you can watch that and still probably uh, take in most of the Braves game. Which what is that? A five hundred eight 508, 508 first, pitch. first pitch. So we'll talk about that and a lot more on the other side of the hour. Once again, it is. Braves baseball tonight, Tennessee Titans tonight, so we're going to talk about all that and more, but also, if you want to get out to high school athletics tonight, there is soccer, volleyball, cross country, all can be found locally, and that schedule, is it on our website? It is not on our website. It can
2: be on our website, but as of right now, it is not.
0: That's all right. We'll, we'll get that schedule up on sm-tnsports.com. Make sure to follow us there for all of your local sports news and happenings in and around Murray County and southern Middle Tennessee. Again, on the other side of the break, we have Braves baseball. Talk about the Titans. It's Top 5 Tuesday. We've got comedians. And, of course, we have Columbia State head basketball coach Winston Neal on in the second hour. So you're going to want to stick around for all of that. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Johnson & Sporting Goods, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries and their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I'm Chris Yao, along with Maurice Patton. J.P. Plant still on the controls. That's always good. Hadn't left yet, yeah. <laughs> still <laughs> on the controls. He hasn't quit. <laughs> he hasn't quit just yet. It's still early, though. Yeah, it's, it's four minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock here in cool, Columbia, Tennessee. Where it is, in fact, cool. It's a cool sixty one degrees and sunny. Gonna be sunny and seventy one in 71, the hottest part of the day, and I am pumped about it. Right. As I as as Maurice and I come into the studio wearing our Navy and red Atlanta Braves gear. Got our Braves hats on and right down to the shoes for one of us. Yeah. Well you got your navy shoes on, they look really good. Mine, however, are in fact Navy, red, gray, and white compliments of my incredible wife, who, by the way, got these shoes specially made with the SMTN on the heel. Looking cool.
1: So she did this for you? You didn't do this? Yeah, she did wow. it for me. That's impressive. Yeah. That is impressive. Dude, it, it's, That's a wife who knows her husband.
0: It, well, it's, be- it's because. Uh, I do things like yesterday. She asked me to get her a grilled chicken salad. Yeah. Okay. She wanted a grilled chicken salad from, from nukes. Yeah. So I didn't ask which kind of salad she wanted. So I just uh-huh. got a garden and a Caesar and <laughs> took both of them home and let her choose.
1: You know, that's a veteran move right there. <laughs> wow. Really? That, that's uh, an and abs- how, how was it received?
0: Uh, she, she was like, this is amazing. Who he didn't he didn't ask so he just got me both. That's a veteran move. It, re- it really is. It's <laughs> <laughs>
1: which one did she choose? Caesar. There you she go. Chose a
0: Caesar, and guess what? I got a garden salad out of it. So there's that.
1: <laughs> Some would call that a win-win. It is a win-win. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, we're wearing brave
0: stuff because last night, in kind of dramatic fashion. I guess more Uh,
2: dramatic than the score indicates.
0: Yeah, certainly more (laughs) dramatic than the score indicates. It was was very dramatic until the ninth inning and, uh, (laughs) and that's okay with me. That's all I'm saying. I I'll take what we got, but the Atlanta Braves get a five to one win over the Los Angeles Dodgers in game one of the NLCS on the backs of three home runs in a park. That's supposed to hold home runs. (laughs)
2: <laughs> There's only one that would have held that Austin Riley shot, I believe. Yeah, Yellowstone.
0: Yeah, Yellowstone would have been the only park that holds that one. But yeah, it, again, and the the home run that Freddie Freeman hit in the first inning was a line drive, just a shot. Uh, I don't think anything was was holding that one either. So, in addition to that, Ozzie Albies had a home run. From the right side. Which he gets to hit from today, by the way, against Lieutenant Clayton Kershaw. It's
2: a nice little omen.
0: So, I'm going to throw out a scenario here. Again, Max Freed, another absolute
2: gem. In a no decision.
0: Absolute gem. But we're 13-1 and one in games he started. Solid. I'll t- you know I'll take a no decision in that although I wish we could get him some runs earlier but he gives up one run it was a semi-poor pitch it wasn't a terrible pitch it just had the number
2: 8 hitter Yeah
0: it, that that's that's a pitch that if you're going to miss that's the guy you want to miss to and he took he, advantage took of it advantage, And yep. there's not really much you can do about that um hit, hit a home run Pretty far. Although I did find it interesting that the only Google Statcast we got last night was on his home run. None of the three Braves home runs got the Google Statcast.
2: It's because they got out so quick that they didn't have a chance to measure
0: them. I guess it, it really annoyed me, but you know how it is. <laughs> I, I will say this: I was I was pretty pumped. Obviously, early top of the first inning. I'm I, I have a literal mouthful of cookie brownie
2: when freddie hits following up that garden salad huh there you go that was
0: actually before because again veteran move eat your dessert first life is short see veteran anyway when it comes to food i got all the vet moves but um (laughs) so as soon as he hit it and and my wife will tell you as soon as he hit it i'm saying get out baseball get out baseball i knew it was gone knew it was going he hit it and it was a thing of beauty, and just like you said yesterday, it'd be nice for MVP candidate started hitting like one. There you uh, go. He definitely did in that at bat. He didn't do so great. Really, didn't do so well the rest of the night. But nobody did until yeah. the ninth inning.
2: Well, and you know you got to credit Walker Bueller with some of that. I mean, absolutely he, he's not bad <laughs> it, for a guy with a blister
0: on two fingers
2: to be able to throw. He threw some breaking balls. Boy. What he did. I don't know when he'll be able to throw again, but hopefully not well yeah hopefully
0: in 2021 yeah that's that's what we're hoping for but yeah it's a big game fantastic night for the Atlanta Braves in general and we have to uh, so here's the thing we know we're we, we've got Kershaw tonight right mm-hmm. you obviously want to win every game you possibly can but with a with a rotation like the Braves. I would almost and, and being up one zero, I would almost push your starters back a day mm-hmm. and throw somebody like a Bryce Wilson or Inoa in a game against Kershaw and see if you because one, Kershaw's been known to choke in the playoffs. That's that's there's no secret there. <laughs> Two. It gives it gives your your young and very, I'm, I, I guess, thin
2: starting pitching. Young, thin, and inexperienced. You push them yeah. back a
0: day. You have a you have a a really good chance of winning games three and four with Anderson and.
2: Uh, Kyle Wright.
0: Kyle Wright. <laughs> couldn't think of his name. You have you have a great chance to win with Anderson and Kyle Wright in games three and four, and then you have you know you have the opportunity to throw Bryce Wilson in game five to win it. It's you it, know it, it, in a
2: perfect world you could do something like that, but you just don't know where momentum is going to turn right. either, and so try to win my, every one of them. I get it, but yeah,
0: I I don't know. I just there's a lot of things that you can try to do. In, in a series like this, uh, I think you, and I, I do, I think you have to try to win as many as you can up front and heck you may have Ian Anderson and, and, and Kyle Wright may win games two and three. And then it doesn't matter. Um, at that point you can, you know, you throw your bullpen game, you throw Bryce Wilson, whatever, and just get to game six where free can come back in. If you can't win the other two, which you may be able to because your offense is pretty good. I mean, they, as much as we talked about the offense of the Braves being so good from one to nine, they
2: it was a struggle last night. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the cliche good pitching beats good hitting is is a cliche for a reason, for one. That's right. And two, you know, the Dodgers are always a threat. I mean, you, you don't necessarily like to see your number eight hitter you know, going yard when when they're playing against you, but at the same time, that's kind of what that lineup is capable of as well. Absolutely. Game two tonight, five oh
0: eight. First pitch. It's going to be in Arlington, Texas. Globe Life. Okay. Globe Life Field. Field, yeah, Field Park, something. and. I, I, I'm really excited to watch it, man. Ian Anderson hasn't given up any runs this postseason, and Clayton Kershaw is obviously Clayton Kershaw. So this is going to be as good of a matchup as you're going to find in National League Baseball, although it doesn't feel like National League Baseball. It feels like American League Baseball with these two offenses. And, and with
2: the DH in the
0: middle of the order. With the DH in there and not bunting Ozzy Albies on every time they shift. I don't understand. When, when, the,
2: when the third baseman is playing between the shortstop position and second base, literally. All you
0: have to do is put the ball in play on the left side of the infield and you're, you, you are on first base. And
2: if you can push it past third base, it might be a Who double knows? by the time somebody gets to it. Especially yeah, but, with
0: his speed. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It is what it is. But um get off my lawn. <laughs> what you know? are you going to do? Yeah. But All right. So, in addition to that tonight, we have a rare Tuesday night NFL game and it includes our local local team plays Tuesday night football game. That's
2: that's the headline, right? I, the yeah, I guess that's the headline. Local I mean, team plays Tuesday night football game. Hey, we don't want to get into why, but Clearly, we got to get into why. Yeah, <laughs> the, so it, t- the it, Titans had no positive test results this morning. No. Our friend Teresa Walker with the Associated Press is reporting no positive tests. So that's a good thing. So we get to play, yay!
0: <laughs> Negatives are positives. Negatives are positives. And here's the cool thing: uh, Jim Wyatt, um, tweeted out that fans at tonight's Titans Bills game. Will receive some tubular bandana neck gaiters courtesy of the Titans and Nissan. I wonder
2: they're, if they're distributing those to the players as well. They probably should.
0: Um, uh, all I could think of was when he said tubular was Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles. Totally tubular, dude. Like, that was all I could get out of it. (laughs) But, yeah, so if you're going to the, if you are the game, which, by the way, the fact that they're even letting fans into this game with all of the issues is ridiculous. I know, I know the mayor said, oh, it's okay, we can have fans, except uh, you didn't plan on having 37 COVID cases when you said that. No, you didn't. And now you're letting fans in. You wouldn't let them in before when there were no cases, but now it's cool. But even though there's 37, somebody tell me the logic. Where's the logic? I don't. I mean, <laughs> anyway this this sounds like a uh, like a segment for uh, what you say, Ray. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He'd love that
0: man. What you say, Ray? Right now would be. He he I wish he would call in to nine three one three eight one one oh one seven. What do you think out there? Should the Titans let fans in tonight? Text us nine three one. Should should the Titans be playing at all? Should the Titans be playing at all?
2: Nine three one three eight one one oh one seven, let us know. Speaking of playing and not playing. Yeah. The Southeastern Conference office handed down the news yesterday that Saturday's Vanderbilt Missouri game will not take place because of the number of players that will not be available for Vanderbilt I think they established the number that you have to have at least 53 scholarship athletes available in order to play your game um, is that Vander- the number that
0: travels 53 is the travel number. well I
2: didn't realize it was scholarship though but uh, yeah I think you're right I think nice. it is 53 athletes I think Vanderbilt had 55 for their 41-7 loss to South Carolina this past weekend, and apparently they were going to have fewer than that for Missouri on Saturday, and so that game will not be played. There you go. Mask up, y'all.
1: It it has been rescheduled, by the way, December 12th, tentatively. Okay. December 12th. That's good. Isn't that
0: um, the weekend of the SEC championship? I mean, not, not that either of those teams are going to be in it. But I think we'll be okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> That's going <laughs>
0: We're gonna have to play that like, game first. Why to you it? gotta kick a
1: man when he's down? <laughs> hey. Come on now. What
2: if? What if? Well, <laughs> just, just think. Listen, Missouri. The, what if this game had SEC championship game implications, some kind of way? If there's a tie to be, well, then we'd have to just. Then, then we just
0: have to find uh, whenever they were playing somebody who didn't, kind of like Pearl Con and. That sort of thing. You'd have to just play it on that week or something and mess around with the schedule. Oh, goodness. Y- y'all, it's it's so important. Listen, I, you can talk about the political aspects of masks and whatever, and, and sure, if you if you don't think the government should be involved, that's perfectly fine. But listen, our local high school athletes... Our local college athletes, our local pro athletes here in Middle Tennessee, have all been effect, affected at this point.
2: Yeah, at every level, at- locally, in your backyard. So it's Do not. What it, you it's, can. it's not happening
0: somewhere else happening here? Just do what you can to make sure that our kids get a chance to play the sports. They, they desperately need that for their mental health, not just their physical health.
2: Yeah, I mean, we talked to Bernard Childress on a um, podcast over the summer, Bernard Childress, Executive Director of the TWSAA, and um, he mentioned a study done by the University of Wisconsin during the um, early stages of the coronavirus and the shutdown that resulted in no spring sports at the high school level, pretty much nationwide. And the study revealed that what 66% Mm -hmm. of high school student athletes were suffering from increased levels levels of of depression as a result of not, you know, having that interaction or that, that competition just that just being in that athletic environment so i mean it's not just a bunch of folks being selfish and saying hey we want our sports no these kids pretty well need that for various reasons so again do whatever it needs to be done whether
0: you're wearing a mask around the kids around other folks or you're just distancing whatever you have to do uh, it, it's affected us at every level at this point. Mm-hmm. High school, college, and pro, right here in Middle Tennessee. Um, other than that, I'm looking forward to this Titans-Bills game. They're both undefeated. Really excited. I'm hoping A.J. Brown gets a chance to play. If A.J. Brown gets a chance to play, it could make a big difference.
2: And I'll tell you something. It's This game has a local angle besides the Titans in that – um. Former Centennial linebacker and Centennial Mr. Football winner, Tyrell Dodson, will start at left inside linebacker for the Bills in this ball ballgame. Um, undrafted free agent out of Texas A&M two years ago, um, last season. Um, spent last year on their practice squad um, and has started every game except their first one this year and kind of a coming home for him. It'll be interesting, obviously, with the attendance limitations as a result of COVID, but but we got a local kid. And he came and made an appearance at Shaq Mason's uh, camp, camp yeah. a couple of years ago. So, yeah. So, I'm sure a lot of local eyes will be on that game for him. And I know I'm going to try to check out number 53. So. All
0: right. That's Titans-Bills tonight. That's a 7 o'clock kickoff. I believe it's clock. 6 o'clock. 6? 7 Eastern. That must have been what I, was, what I saw. 6 o'clock Eastern kickoff. Our 6 o'clock kickoff tonight. Braves 508, first pitch. Plenty of sports to be had on television as well if you are not getting out the high school athletics. Uh, speaking of high school athletics, real quick, want to give a happy 17th birthday shout-out to our boy Dante Prowl over at Spring Hill. His mom shouted it out on Twitter and I saw it so I thought I'd give him a little shout out on the radio
2: there we go, happy birthday one
0: when we come back we'll talk to Columbia State head men's basketball coach Winston Neal so stay tuned on the other side of this break on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. 26 minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock here, the second hour of our Tuesday show. Tuesday has become a pretty decent day at this point. We, we've we've kind of settled down, had a tough morning, had a tough morning, but we got here, we, we, we made it in time, we got here. Show on in time, got the show prep done in time. Couldn't believe it. It's it, considering what we had to go through, it, it was, was a, a bit of a shock, actually. It's it pretty big, yeah, pretty big shock for us. Right now, we're going to bring in Columbia State head basketball coach and reigning region champion, yes, sir, Winston Neal. Coach Neal, thanks for joining us.
2: Good morning, guys. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Where are you? <laughs> oh, I'm I, I driving into work. We uh, it,
4: it is currently fall break uh, It oh. uh, for Columbia State, and uh, I gave the guys a couple days off, and we're getting back at it today uh, with uh, individual workouts, weight workouts, and a practice to top it all. Okay.
2: So how long is fall break for you all? Uh, just Monday and Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Such a so break. B- so basically it, it you- wasn't that long of a break
4: I gave them. We're, we're 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 trying to stay we're trying to get better. Let's put it that way.
2: Okay. Every single day. I understand. That's um that's good stuff. Uh Chris talked about it as he introduced you coach, you know, the way the season ended for you guys last year. Uh, how I mean, how do you go from we're going to Hutch to we're done? You know, I'll be honest, Maurice. It was very, very difficult for
4: about the first month. Um, but you, you see what's going on. You see, you know, the numbers start piling up, and you realize why wow, we did it, and it, it we had to do it. Uh, so that that eases the blow a little bit. Uh, truth be told, since you know, I'm, I'm always one for the, you know, what's next. And, you know, right now, ever since, uh, ever since about August, uh, it, middle July and early August when we started getting our team on campus, you know, I've moved on to this year. Uh, last year was great. We won our last game. Not a lot of guys get to say that <laughs> when you win your last game. Um, you know, now it's important. I, I think we have a really good team coming back, uh, a good group of sophomores. Uh, We have an extremely talented freshman class coming in. Uh, My full attention has been focused on this year now, getting these guys better, helping them uh, be the best that they can be.
2: You know, we've talked about it a lot on our podcast, on this show, Winston. Um, Coaches have long used the cliche, play every game like it's your last. (laughs) I imagine for those sophomores, that won't be something that you even have to preach anymore.
4: No, and and, and it's funny because I, I've been able to get past it better than they have. I, I'm I'm still you know talking to them, talking to my sophomores because they're you know they wanted a chance. Uh we were rolling, we had a great team, uh we had great balance inside and out. Um, you know, what damage could we have done? Uh had a great opportunity game. to
2: go out there and match up with Billy Gillespie and his team at Ranger, absolutely,
4: absolutely. I I thought we matched. I thought we were going to be a very tough matchup for them. I know they were. I think ranked eighth, and we were ranked twenty fifth. But you know, I and I, I talked to multiple coaches in in Texas. You know, they were they had great guard play, uh, but we were one of the best defensive teams in the country. We were one of the best three point shooting defensive teams in the country, and we had a sizable rotation of big men that not a lot of people could match up with. So I, I liked our chances all the way through. We, you know, I, and I will give my coaching staff credit, uh, Coach Quan Dudley, Coach Larry Jones. We had built that team last year to make a deep run. That, that's what we had built it on. Uh, and, you know, we, we, and I give them credit. We had succeeded. Uh, we would have, have, would have loved to have seen how that would have gone out at Hutch. But once again, you know, things happen and I always talk to our guys control what you can control. We couldn't control that. We controlled us winning our last game. We controlled ourselves playing at a high level at the end of the season uh, and brought home a championship. Uh, But there are things out of our control, and that's life.
0: Coach, you talk about that that freshman class from last year that's now sophomores. Who are are you looking to to be a leader on this particular team this year?
4: Uh, You know, we return to all all-conference players. Uh, We also return the freshman of the year and Jamari Boss. Um, he shot over forty-five percent from three, led us in scoring as a freshman. Uh we're expecting big things out of him. Uh we returned Chris Nix, uh a, a Nashville native. Uh he was all second team all conference big man. Um he averaged, I want to say close to I think nine and seven as a freshman. Uh we returned Tony Sparkman, uh Spring Hill High School. Uh he I think he averaged right around nine and eight last year. So you know, we've got some really good inside and outside guys uh, coming back, and you, you like our balance. Um, you, know, I, I have, you know, I'm expecting big things out of both Tony and Chris. Uh, they both played the five position last year. Uh, one of the big things for me in their terms of their development as basketball players, uh, I told them to reach their full potential they needed to play the four this year. And, uh, you know, we went out in the recruiting cycle and got two very talented freshman centers, uh, to give both Tony and Chris the opportunity to play the four this year. So, you know, th- those guys we're going to lean on in the post, uh, particularly Jamari Bostic on the perimeter, uh, are all, you know, once again, they're all, all three of those guys are all conference-type players.
2: Yeah, we're speaking with Winston Neal, men's basketball coach at Columbia State. And, Winston, I was telling Chris off the air, every time I don't refer to you as Winston Bennett – I think it's an accomplishment. And Chris had no idea who I was talking about, but I know you do.
4: I I I won't I, I won't go down that path because I don't know enough.
2: <laughs> well, Winston Bennett, the former Kentucky Guard.
4: Mm-hmm. no, I listen, uh, anytime anybody anybody plays at uh at Kentucky, they're good. Uh, you know, I I I'm a proud Georgia Tech yellow jacket. I will. I will say that we did beat. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I and I see the Atlanta Braves. Uh, it, it, go Braves! First and foremost, grew up a Dale Murphy fan, Terry Pendleton fan, John Smoltz, Steve Avery, uh, Tom Glavin. Huge. I mean, I've, I've got my Atlanta shirt on. I don't know if y'all can see that. Um, big, uh, big Atlanta fan. But we... uh, I, I will say this: we did beat Kentucky one time when we played them. Uh, made the last by my, my college roommate Sean Fine my junior year made a jumper uh, with about five seconds left to knock them off. Um, now I won't mention the other three times we played them. However,
2: we did we did beat them one time. Well, just focus on that one. But we we intended to ask you about the Braves and whether you watched and and saw last night's activities. So, so I obviously big Braves
4: fan. My uh, my. My wife's grandfather is a huge Braves fan, so we were. Now, and I, I, I will say all this, Maurice. I have three children under the age of seven right now, and bedtime is right before 8:30 at night. So, me watching a lot of sports at night, uh, that's that's very difficult to do right now with my three. However, we did tune in. Uh, I absolutely love the Braves pitching. I think that is that is the hallmark. And, man, they, they just have a team that knows how to win. And they're they're all, they're hot right now. And hot teams in the playoffs can go get a championship real quick.
2: They're a lot like you guys were this past year.
4: Exactly. You know, we, we peaked at the right time. Bill, the Braves are peaking at the right time. Um, that, that's, you know, as a coach, you, you, you want to be clicking on all cylinders when you hit tournament time. Uh, you want to be healthy. You want guys playing with a lot of confidence. And if you can do that, you can catch lightning in a bottle and be really good.
2: You know, you talked about you're headed to practice. Y'all got a big day in terms of workouts and that kind of thing. How has, you know, passed last year as you get ready for this year? Obviously, you guys aren't beginning competition until spring semester. So mm-hmm. right now, how is this coronavirus situation affecting y'all's preparation and that kind of thing?
4: It it obviously is different. Um, you know, you know. First and foremost, if you walk into our practice, you're going to see us all wearing masks, even during practice, which is, you know, obviously different. Um, you know, our, our players' safety, our coaches' safety is first and foremost. And I'll take it even a step further. You have to worry about, you know, the families of players and coaches because, you know, obviously at the, you know, having coached at the Division One level. You know, at the D one level, you got guys living in dorms. You got guys living in on-campus housing. Um, at the community college level, you have players living at home, and with with other family members. Some family members older. Um, and we have to make sure we're doing a great job of not only keeping our players' safety at the the forefront, but the coaches' safety and all the family members' safety.
0: With that, is is there anything different about the level of preparation that you guys are doing now versus what you would normally be doing? Or is it just kind of continuing to do that just with some separation and masks?
4: Well, it, it, it you know, it, from a, from an X's and O's standpoint, you know, obviously by now we would have probably played in at least one tournament, uh, one national exhibition tournament uh, so far, and we're not doing that. Um, so we have, as a coach you start game planning and and one of the things uh myself and our staff got together with was you know we're not playing playing competitions in the fall okay you know how should we adjust our schedule and we've put a lot of focus on individual development that's something that Mm -hmm. we've always done in this program we will always continue to do uh because I feel like when you when you focus on individual development you're making your players better and that's something that I pride myself on that we're going to do uh, when players sign on to come to Columbia state, we're going to make them better. Now, normally in the off season, we're doing individual workouts three times a week. Now we're doing them five times uh, just to put that extra emphasis on it. We can sacrifice some team practices right now because we're not playing games to help our play to, to focus on improving our players even more. So in, in terms of offenses and defenses, we don't have a lot in right now, but you can definitely see a difference in our players, uh, particularly from the weight room to skill level uh, guys, jump shots get a lot better Guys' range on their jump shots are getting better. Uh, Maurice, you will laugh at this as you've seen us play. Chris Nix and Antonio Sparkman are both shooting near 45% from three in practice. <laughs> I
2: and, love uh, it.
4: You know, and, and, and that is something that those two guys have worked extremely hard on, but you see their development as players and that's, to me, right now, that's that's probably the biggest difference is we're spending a lot more time on individual development versus team practice, just because we're not necessarily playing games right now.
2: So, who's your money on to hit the first trail three in a game, Chris or Tony?
4: Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tony right now because Tony is shooting the uh, is shooting the mess out of the ball right now. <laughs> Can't beat that.
2: When is y'all's first game?
4: Uh January, right now it's looking January twenty is our first game. Uh first conference game will be the week after. Um we will uh you know, obviously the TCCAA has done a fantastic job of having contingency plans. Uh there is a uh I, I am on this the scheduling committee for men's basketball. Uh, I know, know Coach Korn, our baseball coach is on the baseball scheduling committee. Um and we have multiple plans depending on how things go with COVID. Uh, My money right now is we will be playing an East West um, schedule for conference right Mm. now, uh, rather than the full slate. But, you know, once again, that could change very quickly. And we'll just have to wait and see.
0: Winston Neal, head men's basketball coach at Columbia State. Coach, thanks so much for taking some time and visiting with us and talking about your, your, your guys and, Really excited to see what this year holds for for you, and potentially that keeping that momentum going.
4: Uh, absolutely, y'all! I appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, I always enjoy talking sports, uh, whether it be the Braves or Columbia State.
2: Who's Who's got the unfinished business T shirts for you guys?
4: Uh, you know, you know. I so I, I took a mantra last year uh, from uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, and you know he he wore the shirt that says "Nobody cares, work hard." And that has kind of been my mantra. That's kind of been the mantra. I, I wear the shirt every day at practice. And my guys laugh about it. My guys, you know, always say, hey coach, you know, when you're gonna watch that thing, I go, I watch it every night. Um, but that that's 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 the that's been kind of a mantra is nobody cares, work harder. And you know, listen, yeah, it was great. We had a great year last year. Fine. Work harder. And I, I think those guys are carrying that over, I think they're buying into that. Um, I'm telling you, you can see a difference. Christopher Nix uh, and Maurice, you, you've seen him compared to last year. Wait till you see him this year. He's added around 25 pounds of muscle, but I mean, you can see the difference in our players right now. And I am just really excited for them.
0: We are excited as well, excited to cover Columbia State Athletics and this basketball team. I know I got a chance to see them at Spring Hill Middle School last year. <laughs> And that was mm-hmm. a lot of
2: fun. So they're fun to watch, man. Hey, Winston, appreciate you taking some time with us. Um be safe and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. All right. Thank y'all. All right. Hey, that was Winston Neal, the men's basketball coach at Columbia State. When we come back from this break, we are going to go to Top Five Tuesday, spurred by an activity that Chris took part in over the weekend. We're gonna list our top five comedians stay with us
0: when we're out covering sports in and around murray county communication between maurice and i is absolutely vital to our success when your business needs top-notch communication and local service covenant technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Oh yeah. It is a quarter till 11. 1045 here in Columbia, Tennessee. It is also outside, 62 degrees and sunny here in Columbia. To all of our friends up in Williamson County, welcome in. To all of our friends in Lawrence and Giles and Lewis and Franklin and Lincoln and every other county around. Appreciate you guys listening. Again, this is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and & Joint. And we are Chris Yai Maurice Patton of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, sm-tnsports.com. Make sure to find all of your local sports uh, from this particular area on, on the website there. Follow us on Twitter at sm Sports Individually, mo-patton-sports at chrissyyai14. Find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. So over the weekend, I decided. Well, I didn't decide. I, I got a text from from Zanies, I said, "Hey, free tickets to see Killer Bees." Well, I love Killer Bees. I've seen Killer Bees quite a few times. Uh, so I decided hey, it's Friday night, and we didn't have high school football in the area. It's a rare Friday night off, so I thought, let you know. Sarah said she wanted to go on date night, so let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go eat. Let's go, you know, catch comedy show. Well, we saw killer bees last year and Sarah says, well, it's going to be the same show. And I'm like, no, they, like, they, they write new jokes. It's, they don't have the same stuff every time. Except- I, I was wrong.
1: <laughs>
0: it was the same jokes, but there were a few, I mean, obviously like they, he threw in some new stuff because you got COVID. And of course he likes to interact with the audience. So, uh,
1: did you get called out?
0: I did not. I, did, we always sit. Did in the back. Did Sarah get called up? We always sit, oh, in, you
2: the sit back. in the back. <laughs> I was actually in
0: the back <laughs> where the uh, the pictures of other comedians, where they've they've played the headshots. Yeah. I was hanging with Mr. Cooper. Okay, uh, Mark Curry. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is
2: funny because um, when he went out to Mount Pleasant a few weeks ago, I guess it was the Fayette game. game, and came back raving about Keevan Cooper, the freshman out there. And yeah. so I said. So you were hanging, hanging with, Mr. with Mr. Cooper. Cooper that's right. Yeah. So um, so Friday he's at Zaney's. I'm in Michigan. And he texts me a picture <laughs> with Mark Curry over his shoulder. Guess what I'm doing? Wow. Hanging, with, hanging Mr. with Mr. Cooper. There you go. That's what the, I was r- doing.
1: The real question, how would you get free tickets? Uh, how would you get on this email list? That's just, what we yeah, know. just want go to, to
0: their website and sign up for the emails <laughs> well, there and you go. their text alerts. It's, yeah, you can get, if, if they don't sell them out. And the late show on Fridays rarely sold out. So yeah, you can. Uh, it's pretty cool, and I, you know, I love comedians. I, when we were driving back from Mount Pleasant not too long ago, we we ended up getting into the into the original Kings of Comedy and just kind of quoting that back and forth, and that's what I used to watch that movie weekly. I say movie. I used to watch the the, the thing weekly. So. Always love it. That means, when I, matter of fact, when I was talking about, I don't remember how we got into it, but Maurice said, Top 5 Tuesday, let's do comedians. I was like, I'm in. Let's go. So here we go. With Top no five. further ado. All right, all right, all right. All right, folks, we're going to start with number five. JP, we're going to let you start this one off.
1: All right, who's your number five? Well, I do have an honorable mention. Okay, I think uh, here this is fair, and I believe he's listening in. Honorable mention: uh, Who actually has performed at Zany's? Um, Our very own T. Willie, aka Chicken (laughs) Man. (laughs) He has performed at Zany's. Go, go look up YouTube Zany's Chicken Man, and you'll see that. The honorable mention. T. Willie number five, and and this is because she is my wife's favorite comedian. Yeah. So therefore, uh, because of that and that alone, which I do like her, she has a, an interesting cooking show too. Amy Schumer,
0: uh, barnyard animals, all
2: I can think about. Amy <laughs> Schumer is an, acqui-
1: <laughs> an a- acquired. A- Amy
2: Schumer is a very polarizing yes. figure. A lot of people just hate her. Mm-hmm. I think she's funny as all. Yeah,
1: I, I do too. I think yep. she's
0: funny. I agree. I don't think she's in my top 5, but she's no, funny. No. My number 5 is going to be a little uh, this one's going to be controversial for a lot of folks because not all comedians. A lot of people, well, a lot of people will think he should be much higher. But I've got George Carlin at mm. number 5. Mm.
2: Well, you've got a deep list. I mean, yeah. it's okay. I, I'm not can't argue with that. Um, my number five, and and I didn't read the room very well when I came up with my list, because you graduated from Lawrence County in I 96. Did. Correct. You were born in 86, so <laughs> neither of you guys may have heard of this guy because he died in the early 90s. Robin Harris. Now, if you've seen House Party. I've
0: seen House Party. I okay. know who you're talking about. Okay. All right. I know who you're talking
2: about. He, he was a... Funny dude and he died way too soon. But um Robin Harris is my number five. All right, number four. All right, uh number four
1: going with uh, simply because uh one of the the greatest sitcoms of all time, that alone I think gets him in this list. Whether you like a stand up or not, Jerry Seinfeld, I think, for what he's done. Um, you know.
0: Coffee, coffee with comedians. Yeah. coffee That's and cars is, j- is really fun. Yeah,
1: so uh, I yeah. enjoy watching. I think that. he he deserves to be in the top five.
0: Well, I'm uh, my number four is the black version of my number five because they these two comedians they do a really good job with logic and taking current events and making them hilarious. And my number four is Dave Chappelle. And it's not. I mean, Dave Chappelle is fantastic. So he is.
2: You may have him a little low. I may have him a yeah. little low. <laughs> my number four, and I, and I think it'll be controversial because some people probably think he should be higher. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. But my thing is, he's really good. Eddie Eddie, I saw him during his raw tour at um, Murphy Center at MTSU mm. back in the. Um, mid 80s he killed I mean he I I think he's less funny now yeah but
1: man well once you go Dr. Doolittle it's kind of hard I, to go back
2: he, it is kind of hard to come back no but, <laughs> but but I mean SNL Life was great though by the way SNL Raw 48 Hours Beverly Hills Cop that run he was on in the mid to late 80s was Life's still one of my favorite movies oh it's funny oh so anyway yeah it can be funny yeah it's Kind of timeless funny. Yeah, too.
1: Yeah.
2: Eddie Murphy's no, number, number four. three. What you got?
1: Number three. I just made a change on my number three.
0: Ooh.
1: I had Bill Burr in this slot. Uh, I like yeah. his stand up. I really like his stand up. He hosted SNL by the way uh, this past week. Mm-hmm. But
0: Controversial. Um, yeah.
1: After hearing Eddie Murphy, which <laughs> I do like, and he just he's just outside of my top five, but in the same vein and in the same era, Chevy Chase. Ah. Not really a stand-up comedian, but movies are classics. Not a whole lot of them. Uh, Classics. But classic Chevy Chase. I think he has to be in there. He's my number three.
0: Well, I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to, too. (laughs) (laughs) And my number three. I'm just kidding. I don't do drugs. I've never done drugs in my entire life, as a matter of fact. But But. Mitch Hedberg. Sits at number three. I there like my go. FedEx man because he's a drug dealer and yeah. he doesn't even know it. <laughs> Mitch Hedberg is one of the goats. I'm telling you, top five,
2: no question. Mitch Hedberg, my number three. <laughs> my number three is Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Um, if you were fortunate enough to watch the Dave Chappelle show back about a decade or so ago, Ch- some of the funniest stuff you'd yes. ever see. Um <laughs> Dave Chappelle. It's time. still relevant today.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. In terms of the content.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and the piece that he did, you know, I don't, I don't right after George Floyd died on Memorial oh, yeah. Day. That eight forty six, if you've not seen it on YouTube, look it up, check it out. It's I don't know if it's funny necessarily because of the topic certainly isn't, but it's entertaining. The way he frames that whole, yeah, thing. He, he's incredible at current events. Yeah, number uh,
1: two. Uh, that leads me right into my number two. Mine is Dave Chappelle. He's my number two. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't surprise me yeah. that
0: Chappelle's on this list on yeah. all three. Zero question that Dave Chappelle deserves to be on the list, no matter where he is. My number two is
3: uh,
0: a guy that we we talked about. He's one of the kings, <laughs> Bernie Mac. <laughs> Bernie Mac is get some milk and cookies. <laughs> Son, I I die every time. Every time that dude was on a just a, a roll. He was for on a road. while. No question. Um, and the white version of him being Ron White. They're both. They <laughs> call me. I'm just saying, like those style. two guys are very similar in in their <laughs> comedy style. And I love both of them, but Bernie Mac's my number two. I he had the right hilarious.
2: to remain silent, but I didn't have the ability. <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. yeah. uh, funny. My number two is also Bernie Mac. Oh, the yeah. Mac Man. I yeah. think.
0: I think. Maurice and I are going to have the same number one. I bet we are. Mm. <laughs> I, may, I may go first. You just for right. that very reason. Matter, we may. We may just go at the same time. What you got, number, number one? Who's the best comedian of all time?
1: Number one for me, um, as it relates to radio, to the seven words you mm. can't say. <laughs> George Carlin is the original. And speaking of SNL, he was the original host of SNL too. By the way, the very first George Carlin, uh, my number one.
0: And he, and he very well should be number one he, for
2: on most lists. There's I mean. there's no reason. I mean, it's it's he to- is number That's one. That's a on most to- totally defensible pick. If you What's- Google. Best what's, comedians. What's indefensible is yeah. that you don't have our number one yeah. on
1: your list. That could be.
2: Yeah, that's ridiculous. Are you ready? <laughs> on
0: three. One, two, three. Richard, Richard Pryor.
1: close. <laughs> <knew>, yeah. <laughs> yep. I was uh, thinking as I was going through this, I'm
2: like, yeah, Pryor.
0: <laughs> the man lit a match on stage. <laughs> after,
2: after. After his hair sitting, caught on fire. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> They so, say that so much of comedy is born out of pain, and I think that was certainly the case with Richard Breyer. There's so many documentaries about him out and, there and that kind of thing. But, I mean, that dude... He, so, he, he, he could be funny without saying a word.
0: Huh? Absolutely. <laughs> Richard Breyer was great. Now, we did get one, uh, one response on Twitter. So I'll read you off my dad's list. Mm-mm. My dad's list is top five: Killer Bees, Sinbad, who is great, by the way. James Gregory, because mm. fantastic dude. Uh, Steve Harvey, and his number one is Josh Blue. But uh, you have to there, there's some there's a reason behind that because Josh Blue, who won last Comic Standing, has several palsy. My dad also also has several palsy, so like it makes. He understands the jokes a little bit differently than most people, as do I, because when Josh Blue talks about the palsy punch, y'all, when I, when my dad was teaching me how to drive, his left arm, he has no control over it. So when he gets scared, it jumps. Well, when I would break, y'all, I was getting punched in the face all the time. So, yeah. Anyway. That's the Top 5 Comedians. at Top 5 Tuesday. If you want to sponsor that segment, you can give us a call.
2: <laughs> so so we need to put up a poll then. Carlin, Pryor, fail.
0: That's it. We will have a poll on Twitter. Make sure to vote in it.
1: You guys are just set me up to fail every time with these uh, polls, aren't you?
0: Anyway. I'll hey, stick I, with my I, Culvers. Um, hey, there's nothing wrong
4: with George
2: Carlin, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Or Culvers. Yeah. Make
0: sure to tune in tomorrow. It is Wild and Wacky Wednesday, and we will have some great guests on as well. And... Uh, Again, get out to some high school sports, watch the Titans, watch the Braves, whatever. We'll be on Twitter. Follow us at SM underscore TN sports. Vote in the poll. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint.